0: You can find answers to these questions and more in our latest report, which you can download at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Welcome to this episode of the Civil Engineering Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping civil engineering professionals succeed in work and life. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano, and in this episode of the Civil Engineering Podcast, I'm going to provide you with the top 10 takeaways from our first 10 episodes of one of our newer shows, The Civil Engineering CEO. This is a video show that features CEOs from leading civil engineering firms, and because they shared such insightful information, we thought it'd be great to recap some of those key pieces of advice and share them with you here on the Civil Engineering Podcast. So in this episode, you may hear me refer to different episode numbers, 1 through 10. These are not episodes of the Civil Engineering Podcast. They're episodes of this new video show, the Civil Engineering CEO, which can be found at civilengineeringceo.com. And if you feel that the CEO of your firm might be a good guest for the show, you can email our producer, Angelique, at angelique, A-N-G-E-L-I-Q-U-E, at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Now, just to kind of preface this, the reason that we started the Civil Engineering CEO Show is because, as you well know, the industry has gone through a lot of change in the last couple of years since the COVID pandemic started. We've had everyone go to remote work. Now, some people went back, some people didn't. So companies are trying to deal with the hybrid environment. We've got the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act that's going to bring a lot of money through to the different states for infrastructure projects. We have the great resignation still going on in all of the corporate world, not just in engineering or civil engineering. So we started the show to ask CEOs of leading civil firms, how are they navigating these challenges? How are they addressing, attacking, thinking through these challenges? And we thought that it would be interesting information to bring to you as a civil engineering professional just to see what the leaders are thinking. So I'm excited to share these insights with you today. These are from some top CE firms, and I hope that you can utilize them in your career. Maybe you're growing your own small firm, because they are, in my opinion, pretty valuable. Before we get started, this is a free show, and our sponsors help us keep it free. So now I'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, PPI, a leader in engineering exam prep for the FE and PE exams. PPI's reputation and history sets them apart. PPI has helped engineers achieve their licensing goals since 1975. Their courses and review materials are based on decades of experience. They schedule their courses over two to three months to ensure you can properly retain information and allow enough time for homework. They ensure students don't have to cram for their exam. Their courses come with everything you need. They offer robust programs with access to lectures, forums, learning hub, books, slides, and more. Their programs place a big emphasis on homework. They believe that practicing as much as possible is crucial to exam success. PPI's instructors are very highly rated on student surveys. They're extremely attentive and knowledgeable. Check out PPI today at PPI number two pass.com to see all the options available for FE and PE exam prep. Again, that's PPI the number two PassPASS.com. Civil Engineering Podcast. Civil Engineering Podcast. Let's jump into our 10 key takeaways from civil engineering CEOs. Number one, always be thinking about how you can increase your value to your company. In episode number one, I talked to Kevin Haney, PE, the President and Chief Executive Officer for Collier's Engineering and Design, formerly Mazer Consulting. Kevin recommended that all civil engineers should always be thinking about how they can increase their value to their companies. Your value is essentially all you have in your career. How valuable are you? Here is something that Kevin said that really stood out to me. You can't equate your value to the organization to your title in the organization. A title means nothing. Somebody's value to an organization is based upon the duties you perform, the skill sets you have, and the ability to not only impact the bottom line, but grow other people. That's the value. So I ask you, what value do you offer to your firm and how can you increase it? Number two, encourage diversity and inclusion in your engineering teams. Our second takeaway is from episode number two, where I talked to Dave DeLizza, PE, President and Chief Executive Officer of Pannoni. Dave talked about how important both diversity and inclusion are to a company, but more than that, how important they are to engineering teams. Dave talked about how if your engineering team lacks diversity, its perspective and vision will be limited is your team's vision limited? How can you change that? Number three, civil engineering cannot be automated. Our third takeaway is from episode three, where I talked to Anya O'Dwyer, principal and CEO of Innovate Engineering, about why navigating change in the civil engineering industry is so important. We talked specifically about the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, which is going to bring a lot more complex infrastructure projects to civil engineers in years to come. Many people feel that software and AI will be critical to executing these projects. And while that's true to some degree, Anya reminded us that civil engineering is a people profession. Regardless of the software available, you will need to interact with people, lead people, influence people. So I ask you, how are you preparing yourself to do that? Number four, servant leadership is powerful in engineering. Moving on to our fourth takeaway, which was from episode four, where I talked with Ori Elihu, president and CEO at NGO about how they utilize servant leadership and what it's like to work at a company that employs it. Ori said, As leaders, our job is to serve and we measure our individual successes by the growth and success of the people we serve. I totally agree with Ori's philosophy of leaders serving the people they lead. You have to care about those people you lead. You have to make sure that they're clear on and that they achieve their career goals. How are you doing that with your team? Number five, trust in the workplace is critical to company growth. Takeaway five is from episode five, where I talked to Iris Leia Laurel, PE, CEO at Capital Engineering and Consultants about the importance of building trust in the workplace and how it really means everything when you're growing a company. Iris said, I've always strongly believed that a company can't grow without people working in it who have the skills to delegate. Being able to delegate takes the ability to trust. If you don't trust your team members, you won't be able to delegate work to them. And therefore, as a leader, you will not get to work on those higher level visionary tasks that you need to focus on to grow your firm. So I ask you, how can you build trust within your team and your firm as a whole? Number six, staying calm when things get hectic is an action great leaders take. The sixth takeaway is from episode six, where I talk with Jim Salvito, president and CEO at MNS Engineers. The last few years have presented many challenges for the civil engineering industry that showed no signs of slowdown throughout the entire COVID 19 pandemic. We asked Jim how he remained a calming voice for his employees through all of the ups and downs, and Jim said the following. When a situation arises that could be an emotional reaction trigger, I just take time. I sit back and I don't react. I think about the various parameters of that situation and what the response should be in a way that's going to come across as the best decision for our organization. And I'll have some thought points that I'll convey as a result of that action and decision. How do you react in stressful situations? What approach can you take to stay calm as your team will feed off? your reaction. Number seven, help your team move on from mistakes. Takeaway number seven is from episode seven, where I talked to Ron Wathan, PE, president at QK, formerly Quad Canop, about the importance of keeping a company connected and how engineering leaders and managers can really keep their team connected and ensure that emotional well-being even at the time of this virtual work world. Ron said that one of the most important things that you could do as a leader is to help your team when they make a mistake. Help them work through it, help them learn from it, but then help them to move on. They need to know that everyone makes mistakes and that you eventually have to move on and not keep some kind of baggage as a result of that mistake. If you can do this, you will build trust with your team and they will be comfortable working with you. Number eight prioritize both your clients and employees. Takeaway number eight is from the episode where I talked with Joanna Gessner, CEO and co-founder at Gessner Engineering about how she takes a high impact approach to building a successful firm by focusing on what matters most. Joanna talked about how as a firm leader, focusing on the client and employee experience are two critical components of building a successful civil engineering firm. I like to refer to them as your two biggest clients, your employees and your customers. And I think it's really important because when a firm's leadership puts the customer over the employee, things usually don't work out well. So how are you prioritizing your employees just as you are your customers? Number nine, develop and communicate a core philosophy. Our ninth takeaway is from our most recent episode, where I talked with Matt Hoying, PE, President and Project Manager at Choice One Engineering, about succession planning and how you can plan for the next generation of civil engineering leaders at your firm. Matt talked about how every company should have a mission, vision, and values that they are communicating with their employees, which is critical for growing the firm long term. In most firms, the employees can't even tell you what the company's vision or mission is can your employees? At EMI, we operate around our core values, give, guide, and grow. We give our all, we guide each other, and we grow together. Make it easy for your team members to rally around a core philosophy. Number 10, there is one common denominator in leadership. Lastly, I'm going to give you one more takeaway that is my own takeaway from conducting these interviews. While there is no equation for being a great leader in civil engineering, there does seem to be one common denominator people. Civil engineers who are great leaders are able to relate with, influence, inspire, and lead people, not just projects. How can you improve your ability to lead people? Civil Engineering Podcast. Civil Engineering Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed those insights from the first 10 episodes of our new video show, The Civil Engineering CEO. You can find all episodes at civilengineeringceo.com. When you navigate to that page, you'll see the headshots of all the guests. If you click on their image, it will take you to the YouTube video of their episode, and you can then subscribe to our YouTube channel and get our regular videos which are all focused on helping engineers become better managers and leaders. And also remember that you can find all the show notes for this podcast, the Civil Engineering Podcast, at civilengineeringpodcast.com. There you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during the episode. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your civil engineering career endeavors. dot org.